0: Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. This week, we're talking with Helen Norum, the co-founder of the Productivity Act, Timo. In our conversation today, we discuss what Timo is and how it can help with planning, especially for the neurodivergent community. Our discussion also explores the broader aspirations of Timo to advocate for neurodiversity, the potential of integrating AI to enhance user experience, and the importance of creating awareness and resources for the neurodivergent community. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com/152. And before we get started, this episode is brought to you by AG1. I decided to give AG1 a try because meeting all my nutritional needs with ADHD can be hard, and I wanted something that was easy and could fit into my daily routine. Typically, I'll drink AG1 in the morning while I'm making my coffee, and it makes me feel like I'm getting the day off to a good start. There's a lot that goes into making sure that I'm doing all the right things for my body, from exercising, to sleeping, to eating, and AG1 makes it easy to know that I'm hitting those nutritional goals every day. With vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients, I know that I'm going to have all those bases covered. It's just one scoop and a cup of water, so even on those days when my executive function is just hitting really hard, I know that AG1 has me covered. So, if you want to take ownership over your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com ADHD. That's drinkag1.com ADHD. Check it out. All right, keep on listening to find out more about Timo. So great to have you here. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. And so can you give me a little bit of an introduction and tell me a little bit about the app you're here to talk about?
1: Joran, thank you so much for having me. My name is Helene, and I am co-founder and co-CEO of a company and an app called Timo. And we are based in Copenhagen, and we are a small team working very hard on this app that is actually built to support neurodivergent brains. That's also what we're here to talk about today.
0: Yeah, I've gotten a little bit of a chance to play around with Timo, and it's been fun and very clearly designed with ADHD in mind, like a number of the features. I'm like, oh, yes, that is something I need in there. So happy to hear that.
1: We had a strong, in the early days, a strong focus on uh, developing for the end users. So making sure to involve the end users in the design process very early on to make sure that we actually did some features that were actually usable and for the neurodivergent brain. So not just reading about it and, and talking to experts within the field, but also asking the end user, and then maybe a little side story is that my co-founder, Melissa, realized alongside this journey that she actually was both dyslexic and had ADHD because we worked with Timo and she suddenly realized, OK, I'm actually building an app and a product for myself
0: as well. So she's late diagnosed. Awesome. Yeah. So what was the like impetus to start with this app? What was the initial thought of like why this was needed?
1: Yeah, it was actually we started seven years back or maybe even eight And in Denmark at that time, we were writing our math thesis at the IT university in Copenhagen. And there was a strong focus on, um, at that time, they changed the school system in Denmark. So basically, children with special needs were supposed to be included in the normal school and especially children with ADHD was kind of like falling a little bit in between here because they were too good to go to the special needs school, but still they need some extra support to thrive in a class with 28 people and one teacher and where the the setup is not designed for a neurodivergent brain. So we found it super relevant and interesting to understand if we could somehow use technology to then support these children that would end up in the normal school, and then what could we then do to try and support them? So But we really tried to understand the the user needs and, and looked at it in a very holistic way to try and see, could we design something that could help? And that's where we became aware of the executive functioning skills and that neurodivergent or children with ADHD could often have challenges with these. And then that's where we began to design Timo because we found that at that point, at least there was a lot of analog tools, a lot of board makers to put on the wall and a lot of egg clocks and alarms and, and all that worked, but it was not very mobile. We started to see that, of course, everybody uses apps. So why couldn't we also design a beautiful product to support neurodivergent brains instead of we heard the feedback from many of these children was that it was very stigmatizing and they didn't want to have friends over because they had this big board on the wall and they felt embarrassed. In a way. So we thought we, we really want to approach this in a more non stigmatizing way. And that was the foundation for Timo, actually. And then today we have actually pivoted a little bit away because we are not so focused on children anymore because we started to realize there was an even bigger group that was actually young adults and adults where that was an even more underserved group of people actually because there were so many people and as you probably know so many people are getting a a late diagnosis so that's actually when we really started to see that somebody really started to use our product
0: yeah could you give a little description of what the app actually is because i feel like we've danced around it a little bit where it's like it's an app for adhd but that's not because it's not just a to-do app or anything like that either
1: sure good question and uh, an important point for listeners to also understand what we're talking about but it is designed to support executive functioning such as short-term memory focus organizing and really make sure that our users is ahead of what is coming in a very visual way. So we also call ourselves a visual daily planner, which is them designed around breaking down tasks in an easy way. We have recently launched an AI function where you can actually just write in a uh, title of a task that you need to do, a really broad title, and then you can ask the app to break it down with AI. So it will suggest a lot of subtasks that you then need to do if you find yourself in a situation where you actually don't know how to start and how to actually go about a task and it can become really overwhelming, then the app can actually help you break it down and put it into your daily schedule when you need to do it then you can go like, you know, from a checklist, you can go and check it off. But I would say it's a combination of a calendar, a to do list, and what we call a focus timer that makes sure you can also focus on what you're doing right now. We have this page that we call the focus page, where you can see a picture of what you're doing, you can see a, a visual countdown. And you can see your checklist items if you have that, and then you can go check it off. If you uh, go into hyperfocus, the app makes sure to uh, remind you to move to the next task. Or if you struggle to actually focus, you can also use that side of the page of the app to actually understand, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And this is what I should be focusing on instead of using your mental energy on what should I actually be doing now. So that is the most used page in the app, I would say, the focus timer. And then we also have launched a lot of nice, I would say, widgets that also make sure to not forget about the app, because that's also what we hear a lot. It's good that we have this app, but then if I have ADHD, I might forget that I even downloaded that app and that I put something in it that I needed to do. So that's why we have also put a lot of effort into designing really helpful widgets and lock screen widgets that you can put on your home screen and your lock screen. And make sure that you will be reminded, even if you don't have the app open, you can just look at your phone and then see actually what you're doing
0: and what will come next. Yeah, I like the ability to kind of like have my day at a glance. And that was a great feature to have in the widget, where I could just pick, OK, this is what's coming up today. And I don't have to actually go into the app to find all that information out.
1: Exactly, because that can also be uh, sometimes you can end up in, on a detour if you're looking for one app and then you open your phone and then suddenly you're looking at something else. I think we all know that
0: <laughs> that is definitely a danger of the phone. It's like, well, I'm going to look. Oh, but this one looks really just could open this for a second. We'll see how that is
1: <laughs> exactly. And then uh, five, ten minutes or even hours later, then yeah, you get back to uh, what you were actually looking for. So that's the strong thing about the widgets. I think in general, I love them, but especially if you're also an Erdler Virgin, I would say it's super helpful that you can actually have that so present on your lock screen or your home
0: screen. One of the things I really also appreciate about the app is that when I was looking at adding things to do for my day. There's like suggestions of things to do. And there are a lot of things that I normally wouldn't put on my calendar or my to-do list, but are incredibly important for me to be doing. Like there's stuff for like making sure I eat. So there's like a category of human needs. And I'm like, yes, I have things I need to do. I need to eat and drink water and have time to go to the bathroom and all these things. And I normally wouldn't plan those things. And sometimes they fall by the wayside because I'm not.
1: Yeah, exactly. We really also try to inspire to how to actually go about planning, because we know that's a thing. Also, if you're not used to planning and you're not used to putting all of these things into your daily schedule, you can we know you can easily forget. We have a lot of in-app pre-made content that can inspire for how to actually plan a day in a good way. We also have sort of like the Pomodoro technique, different types of routines that can be useful for some of our users. And especially what you're talking about, about like remembering to eat, remember to take a break, remember to put in those pauses also during the day. So you don't end up feeling burned out at the end of the day. That's really what we try to do. And we, we work a lot. And we just launched a new, maybe you tried the app with this feature, but we just launched it a few weeks back with, that we call Explore which is exactly where you can go and search and be inspired from what routines and activities do you often use yourself, but also what are users similar to you actually using. And maybe you can actually work out an even greater schedule and to-do list because you suddenly get inspired from other similar users. So that's something we're also building on improving. So the app will be more clever, you can say, and actually suggest relevant content to you.
0: I love also the use of creating a to do list with my calendar in mind, because given my own devices, I will make a to do list that is two miles long and be like, this is what I'm doing today. But this is asking me to like put things into my calendar as I'm adding them to my to do list and giving them me like, "Okay, how long do I think it's going to take? Something that always I'm like, this is going to take way less time than I think it is, but it's a good habit to form of being like, how long do I think things are going to take because of ADHD time blindness? And so I do love keeping those features in mind while creating a to-do list and figuring out what my day is going to look like.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's also what we are trying to support, still working on how to actually do that in the best way. But we also try to support creating good habits so that you as a user actually become more aware about how much time do I use on things. So you don't end up planning too much every day and feel like you never succeed with anything. We all know the feeling, I think, of having this long to-do and then we only crossed out one or even nothing on that list. And I think that's also what we're really trying to support with the product actually become more realistic maybe in a way in terms of what can I actually get done and when do I want to do it so you actually get through the day in a more meaningful way I would say so I feel we are trying we really want to be so much more than just a calendar and just a visual calendar we also want to support those deeper layers of how to actually create good schedules and how to support as I said the neurodivergent brains especially we have a lot of users that also consider themselves as visual thinkers and are not necessarily
0: neurodivergent, but that is still where we focus a lot. Yeah. One of the funny features that I fell into playing with just right away is the color customizations of like how the app will like look on my phone. I'm just like, oh, I can change this. And I'm like, it just felt so ADHD to be like, oh, I'm going to play with how this looks first, even before anything else. Exactly. And
1: that's also the fine balance in terms of making it customizable and, and fun at the same time. But of course, also making it not too something that ends up uh, taking all of your time on something that you were not supposed to use all of your time on. But I still think there's something. We we also want to have apps today that are customized and that we feel is is ours and that we can actually adjust to the type of color and stimuli that we like because it's so different. And even though folks are neurodivergent, it's still individual human beings and everybody is different. So that's the fine balance in terms of also making it customizable, I would say.
0: Yeah, it's nice to always have This ability to make things your own because exactly I know with my HD, I often just having little changes can make things feel refreshed and me want to use them again.
1: Exactly. I'm glad you say that because that's also our reason for for adding some of these features because it is also another thing. One thing is to create a product that is is really good and helpful. And then another thing is still to keep remembered to actually use it and make it into a habit. There's so many uh, different things that you can play with, but also still something we're working a lot on to actually support our users in in remembering to also using the product and make it into a habit. And we do see that. All of our users that get into this and get off to a good start, they really feel the value. But then we also, of course, see that we have some people downloading the app and never really get started. And then, of course, they would never feel the value of the product. So so it's also a fine balance in terms of how to actually support that habit change in a way and how to make sure that it keeps being interesting enough and valuable enough to keep using, because that is really what we want to do also, of course, <laughs> help our users feel the
0: value. Yeah, And then there's also like the great things just with like the calendar integration. So I don't have to like swap things over from my Google calendar. It's like, oh, this just, I I can just link these things. It's going to pop up in my to-do list. So like, even though that we set this meeting up with another app, it popped into my Google calendar and then that popped into my Timo, like time stream of like when things are going to happen. I'm like, all happened on its own. I don't have to do a bunch of extra steps to make sure that I'm not double booking myself and all that stuff.
1: It has to be really seamless, I think. And still we are, of course, working on how to make it even more, but I'm really happy to hear that feedback and that is your your first experience at
0: least. Yeah, and with like any app it's always it's hard to integrate new things into mm. your life, especially when it's not that exciting like planning. <laughs> yeah, exactly, as, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like I enjoy planning, but I enjoy having planned more than actually planning. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I think that's the difficult thing because you do absolutely feel the value if you have planned and you have prepared and you have put that effort into doing that. There's no doubt that you would feel the value, I'm sure. But it's still about getting there sometimes, even though it's, it's a little bit like also going to the gym, right? You know, it's going to feel nice afterwards, but it's sometimes so difficult <laughs> to actually get there, even though you know you will have a good feeling afterwards.
0: Yeah, I've seen uh, some of that in the explore tab. It's like, yeah, making this uh, preparation stuff and getting to this planning things. Is there particularly things that you see that make people more successful in using the app than others?
1: Yeah, good question. I would say we really try to be very data-driven in that way. And what we do see is, as I mentioned, the widget. We see, like, it's really clear to us that if you add a widget, you're also more likely to to become an engaged and active user. So that's that's definitely step one. Then there's also using the AI feature to help breaking down those bigger tasks into smaller tasks is also what we see. I think it's because it's the breakdown with AI and the import calendar, it's stuff that helps you get going in the planning part that is not necessarily so fun. (laughs) And then the way is because you remember that you actually have that app and that you can look at it and you can see your day and you can see what am I doing right now and you can check it off without opening the product without going into your phone so you can actually have these more like micro interactions where you just look at your phone and then you understand ah, okay I'm doing this now and this is what comes next so you can be prepared in a very quick way in terms of your day and your schedule.
0: Yeah, because I find like of all my like tools and stuff I use for ADHD, there's really great ones, but if I don't use it, it doesn't matter.
1: No, exactly. And I also think what we're trying a lot to also, without making it too overwhelming, but also to think about how can we, that's something we will work with as part of our next development phase, I can call it. But like how to integrate some more social features, it's not that we're going to make a chat forum or something in the app, but how can we make it somehow a little bit more social? So to you actually feel you're doing this together with somebody like you? So you get inspired, but you also feel, okay, I know these five other people are doing it. So I, I'm also going to do it this week. So you, you, kind of that feeling of doing things together, we really want to try and, and build that into the product as well. So
0: that's something we're looking at. I like the idea of having the built-in accountability there because mm, exactly. As much as I like to think that I can just do things, I find that having that accountability really does help.
1: Exactly. So, so now our skilled designers are working on how to do that in a in a meaningful way that is relatable to the other features in the product. So, hopefully, we can do something really good and helpful there as well.
0: Yeah. You don't want to end up where a place where I'm like, I'm dreading opening the app because I have to say I haven't done the thing. (laughs) Exactly.
1: It's such a fine balance with everything, I think. And yeah, that's why it's also a skill to be a designer because you don't want to overdo it, but you also need to find the exact right balance to actually engage people and and make them. Wanna use the product and then start to feel that value it can give. Yeah.
0: So since you guys have been doing this for quite a while now, have there been features that have been like removed because you found they haven't really helped?
1: I don't think we have exactly removed features, but we have really improved a lot. I would say in the in the early days, we were more focused, as I mentioned, on children. So we have streamlined the design a lot. And then we have continuously user tested and gotten feedback from users. So I would say that it has been an ongoing development with user feedback. So we haven't necessarily removed anything because it wasn't used. I think we were also a little bit afraid of, because if still some of our users were happy to use it, we would also not remove it. We did change our app logo at one point, and we also did some visual changes and and really made sure to, every time we did some bigger changes, to communicate about it on our social platforms and in emails to all of our users to make them aware and ready for that change because we also know that a lot of neurodivergent folks can actually be pretty annoyed of su- such changes if they're not prepared so so we really try to also make sure that we tell if we do bigger changes and I would say that's also what we are, we're trying to also do more as, as a company like of course we are, we are building this app and this product but we are also trying to focus a lot about leveling the playing field for neurodivergent people in general in terms of also taking part in making creating more awareness around that that a lot of people in the world are actually neurodivergent and that the society is not really built around that necessarily and that a lot of people are late diagnosed and and suddenly are in a situation where they want to go out and find new knowledge and and resources for that type of diagnosis that they get. So, So we really try to also, we just also actually released this. It's not a podcast, it's an interview series because we also have video, but but where we talk with, the, we call it Brainstorm Changemakers by Timo, where we talk to changemakers within the neurodiversity space to also inspire in other ways than creating our products. So we really try to also be be more than just an app for the neurodivergent community out there.
0: Awesome. That sounds great. Because, yeah, as much as things have moved forward, there's still so much to go.
1: There's so much way to go, I would say. Yeah. And, and luckily things are moving. That's that's really good. And I think we've come a long way just in the seven years that I started actually working within this field. So, so that's really good. But as you also say, there's such a long way to go still. And I really think, of course, the more people and companies can start to do, the better and the faster. I think it's a really underserved area also in terms of the research and funding and such. So that's also another thing where we really also aspire to to be able to to give something back to research, because we will start to also learn more. So if we can somehow support new research out there, that's also really an area we want to tap into at some point when we are a little bit bigger, maybe.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, especially because I don't want to be like, use user data, figure these things out. But you know, you do have the uh, feedback from users about what's working and what isn't. And that kind of stuff is really valuable that because you. We don't get that a lot of other places.
1: Exactly. And I think, of course, everything is anonymized and there's nothing there. But I think you can actually get some insights that can support research and maybe you can find out completely new things in terms of treatment and exactly what you say, what works and what doesn't and how to actually schedule in a meaningful way. And it can be so much more than that. But I think there's definitely something that can be unlocked or what we can call it in that area as well.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, and a lot of this uh, planning and figuring out your day, those aren't things that we're necessarily taught. It's kind of stuff we have to figure out for ourselves. And for a long time, I didn't realize how bad I was at doing that kind of stuff. And then having once I had tools like this where I'm like, oh, I can figure out, oh, there's a limit to how much stuff I can jam into my day. And then... Even going beyond that, it's like, oh, not only is there a limit, but it's not even the amount of time I have. I have to do other things during my day too. I can't just go from thing to thing to thing to thing and expect my day to go well.
1: So I think you're right on point with that because we actually also talked to the CEO of the the Danish ADHD Association back in the days, seven years back. But there's so many people out there telling you when you have ADHD, you need to plan. You need to plan, you need structure, you need to schedule everything. But there's nobody that can tell you how to actually do it and how you make a good plan and what works for you. So it's quite spot on what you're saying in terms of how do I actually plan something that works for me? And that's also what we want to really support with Timo in terms of getting to know the user better so the app can actually suggest what works for you when you use the product to improve your schedule and your planning and and your insights in terms of how to actually go about it in a way that works for you.
0: Yeah. And then you, have, you were mentioning earlier the AI thing to break down tasks. I did that with my daughter when it's just like, okay, how about we put in clean your room and then, you know, have that breakdown into all these subtasks of like, okay, take all the trash off the floor and, you know, these little steps that we think of as a combined thing. But doing that, my eight-year-old was like, oh, this is way easier. I can do this task, this task, and this task. I know what I'm doing. I'm not getting stuck. She always gets stuck organizing her bookshelf. She's like, I want to put my books in the right order. I'm like, that's great, but that's not the most important thing for... Cleaning your room,
1: but I know the feeling myself. Even though I don't have ADHD, but I, I also end up and I find some old photos or something. Then I end up spending hours
0: looking at those instead of actually moving on to um, to getting that room cleaned or whatever it is. But yeah, it's. I think that's such a great tool for like being like, oh yeah, I don't think about all these subtasks I'm doing, and once I do, it makes it easier to go. Okay, this is what I need to focus on.
1: Mm, exactly, and I think also to just get started. Sometimes to have somebody else tell you like, this is where you need to start. Okay. Then you get going and then the ball starts to roll in a way, whereas sometimes you otherwise find yourself just sitting there and thinking, OK, I can start with these 10 things, but I I really
0: just need somebody to tell me like what's number one. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been loving about using AI tools recently is just being like it keeps me from starting at a blank page, which for some reason is way more intimidating than like, well, there's 10 things here, but I know I don't need to do those four. So I can just delete those and then, OK, now I can figure out what I actually need to add. And I also think this is the first thing
1: we we added into the product with AI, and, and I think we're definitely going to use it in a lot of other um aspects of the product in terms of suggesting greater, like not greater, but suggesting relevant content and suggesting uh, maybe also how long would something take if you're unsure mm-hmm. like, what is the time frame for something. Maybe it can suggest something there. So. So we definitely also have it in the plans
0: to implement AI and different features in the product as well. Yeah, I think that's such a great way for AI to be used to enhance what we're doing rather than like people are you know, legitimately like, I don't want it replacing things. I'm like, yeah, but if you can use it as a tool to help me, that's great. Exactly. But I'm definitely sure this is where we will go with that. So is there anything you want to leave the listeners with?
1: Yeah, thanks for listening. And and I hope you you uh, thought that it was interesting enough to go and try the app and download it in the App Store. And we offer a free version and a paid version. So you can always just use it for free if that's yeah. what you feel like. Yeah.
0: So it, it's just the app is Timo. It's T-I-I-M-O. And I think you guys will enjoy it. So thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us a little bit more about it. Thank you so much for having me and have a good day. Thanks for Helen for coming on the show and thank you for sticking with us all the way to the end. If you'd like to check out Timo for yourself, you can go to Timoapp.com or just search for the Timo app in your smartphone store. And remember, it's T-I-I-M-O. But before you go, here are the top tips from this episode. 1. While planning can be difficult for those of us with ADHD, having some sort of scaffolding in place can help us make the most of our days. Two. Timo is focused on creating a balanced app that assists you in creating a plan for the day that won't overwhelm you. So this includes making sure we're making time for things like self-care. Three, one of the best ways to get us going on our to-do list is to break down those tasks into more manageable subtasks. This breakdown of tasks can be greatly assisted through the use of AI tools that are built into Timo or found in other apps as well. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. Feel free to connect with me over at HackingYourADHD.com contact. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can go to the show notes page at HackingYourADHD.com 148. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do so is to tell somebody about the show, especially if you think they'd like a particular episode. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send it over to them. Or you can consider supporting me on Patreon. Just go to HackingYourADHD.com Patreon to find out more. And now, for your Moment of Dad. Why does Humpty Dumpty love autumn? It's cause he always has a great fall.